We're going to go to the book of Exodus chapter number 14 and I will start with verse number 10. And um, I want to say I had someone come up to me and they this has actually happened uh, the last couple of weeks after your pastor has preached and uh, someone has said, "Oh brother, I'd hate to be you tonight." After that good word, I'd hate to be you tonight. Well, so would I. But I want to say tonight that I've been so impacted just the last few Sundays by your pastor's preaching. He has preached to me. He has stirred something up in me. I honor him and I honor Bishop tonight. And I want to give special honor to my friend brother Roberts and uh, I have me and my family we have been in revival with them I believe it was a uh, little over a year and a half ago I was in his sanctuary and me and him wrote a song together the last one I just released it's entitled Masterpiece and he wrote the the bridge on that song and uh, he is an incredible singer incredible songwriter and he's an incredible friend One of the kindest men you will meet anywhere. And uh, he's come for a miracle tonight. And I feel miracle working power in the room tonight. Is there anybody else in the crowd? You need a miracle here tonight. If that's you, you ought to wave your hand to the Lord and say, here I am, Lord. Here I am. honor to the Roberts family and uh, I look forward to spending some time with them after church but the Bible says in Exodus chapter number 14 and verse number 10 and when Pharaoh drew nigh the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold the Egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord and they said unto Moses because there was no graves in Egypt hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness wherefore hast thou dealt this thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt saying let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. I like that. Not tomorrow, but today. Somebody say today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see you you shall see them again no more forever. Ooh. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Set your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord. I believe the Holy Ghost has a word for some folks in this place. I was set to preach this last Sunday night. I did not plan this. The Lord planned this. I was set to preach this last Sunday night. I've I've made very little changes. I believe that this is the right word for the right people tonight that are in this room. Throw your hands up. Let your voice out. And I want you to begin to pray, God, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Let that be your prayer. God, increase my faith that I can see the miracle. Increase my faith that I can see, God, what you want to do. Come on, clap your hands and love him right now. Hallelujah. Please be seated across the room here today. Come on, clap your hands as you're seated. It was the year 
2005, and Hurricane Rita neared the coast of the Texas-Louisiana line. I was 14 years old, and like many other families in our area, we decided to evacuate. Damage-wise, this would be one of the worst hurricanes to affect the area that I live in ever in the history of hurricane landings or hurricane landfalls. It completely flooded my home church. I remember as a young boy going through our home church and gutting it and uh, big trash cans and dumpsters being out in front of the church and floodwaters. I remember that it destroyed the roof on my house. I remember that my stepfather and me and my brother, we put a new roof on our house. It was a it was horrible damage that happened across the town for weeks. We were without electricity. This was a very memorable time for my family because growing up, we did not take many vacations at all. And our evacuation turned into an evacuation. <laughs> our evacuation turned into a vacation and somehow our family ended up in Branson, Missouri. And if, if you will think of all of the cool places and all of the cool attractions in the Pentecostal vacation capital of the world that we know as Branson, Missouri, I want you to understand that our family did not go to any of them places. <laughs> we ended up going seeing all the lame things. Silver Dollar City, nope, too much fun for us. Dixie Stampede, nope, not going there, too excited. Uh, Sight and Sound Theater, it still had a few more years until its opening there in Branson. But saying all that, there was one performance that we saw and I will never, ever forget. We went to see a magic show. I'm confident that this show is no longer in play in Branson, but I never forgot it. See, since I was a boy, I have always been fascinated with illusions or magic tricks. I never learned how to do any tricks myself, but the one trick that always blew my mind was the disappearing act. This is the illusion where the magician or the illusionist takes an object, whether it be a card, a coin, or a person from the audience or anything else, and causes it to somehow vanish before the eyes of his audience. And I remember that performance so vividly where we would witness this magician's version of the disappearing act for the final act of the show. Somehow, the stage crew was able to get a very large helicopter on the stage. It was so big. It was so big that it was, it really was bigger than the stage. They had to somehow catty corner it in order for this big giant helicopter to fit on the stage. And before our eyes, somehow, I tried to figure it out. I don't know how it happened, but he made that helicopter disappear. It was absolutely unbelievable. And according to the Branson billboards, this man made this same helicopter disappear two to three times a day, almost every day. When you look at the history and see the various versions of the disappearing act, you will see that there are many magicians who made their living and came to fame by making many different things disappear. Some caused small objects like cards or coins or silk handkerchiefs to disappear, while others much, uh, used much bigger props such as helicopters or space shuttles or even elephants. While I do not want to spend much more time tonight talking about illusions, 
or magic tricks, I do want to point out one fact. And that fact is that in the world of magic, anything that the magician makes disappear eventually reappears. This is the one flaw that every magician has when it comes to the the disappearing act. The uh, the, The things that appear to be gone, you see, they're not really gone, but they're only temporarily gone, and eventually they come back. The card that vanishes, it reappears. The lady from the crowd that the magician instructed to lay down inside that box disappears but then somehow reappears somewhere on the other side of the audience the helicopter that I witnessed disappeared was it was gone as far as I knew but it came back and was ready for the next four o'clock show and every other show for the remaining of that week in the world of magic nothing disappears forever But with that, I will bring before this congregation what I have felt so strongly in the Holy Ghost to preach. I have not come to talk about a bunch of magicians' performances, but for the next few moments, I will preach to you on a subject that the Lord has put in my spirit. And my subject tonight for this congregation is this, God's disappearing act. You see, God's disappearing act is much different than these that I have mentioned tonight. Because when God decides he wants something to disappear out of your life, it never, ever, ever comes back. When God says, this is it, honey, you better mark it down as a miracle because there ain't no devil in hell that has enough power to bring back into your life what God rips out of your life. It is in Exodus 14 that we see the children of Israel with an approaching enemy behind them. It is an evil Pharaoh, his horses, his chariots, and his army with a determination to both slay and place the people of God back into bondage. Many of God's people are gripped with fear. Many begin to question Moses and many begin to cry out unto the Lord as all they can see in front of them is a dead end known as the Red Sea. Somebody say a dead end. Let me stop for a moment and say that there are two things that are found out that are found at every dead end. It's the two things that were found at that dead end at Exodus 14. And it's the two things that are found at every dead end that we find ourselves at. The first thing that we find at a dead end is hopelessness. And the second thing that we find at a dead end is the miracle at the end of every dead end there is hopelessness and there is a miracle at the end of every dead end there is worry there is fretting oh there's a lot of things but I want to tell you so many times we find ourselves so arrested by hopelessness that we do not see the miracle we can find ourselves so paralyzed in fear that we don't see the miracle that is in that Red Sea somewhere in the midst of the fear somewhere in the midst of the questioning and somewhere in the midst of the crying out all around him there is a prophet of God named Moses who sees through the hopelessness and he sees the miracle that nobody else at the sea saw you cannot 
not count the amount of people that were there. Oh, in the law of averages, I've got to tell you, in the law of averages, Moses was not winning. But I want to tell you, faith beats the law of averages. Faith beats the law of averages. When everybody else is saying no, if you can muster up faith that says, wait a minute now, y'all can cry if you want to, but I feel a miracle. I can feel a miracle on the horizon. Wait a minute now. You can fret if you want to, but I see that God is up to something. Moses looks at the people and watch what he says in Exodus 14 and 13. It says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians, whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Somebody say today. Moses said today is the day. Moses said today is the day of a real deliverance. Moses says today is the day that the things that used to bind you will die in the water. Moses says today is the day that your enemy will disappear and it will never reappear again. It was God's disappearing act. I love what the verse said. The Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever God said when I wave my hand over that Red Sea and I do the work and I cause your enemy to disappear honey it's not gonna come back it's not gonna come back I've got to preach tonight that according to this verse there are certain days and there are certain moments where God looks at his people and says, I'm about to cause those things that have troubled you to disappear out of your world. There are certain times, hey, let me tell you, I don't know when the stars align. I can't, I can't make all that sense for you. But what I do know is that it started with a man in the midst of doubt and fear all around him that said, hold on, guys. I'm going to speak a word into the atmosphere. God's about to do something. He's about to make some things disappear that are killing us. Hear me. He says it's going to disappear out of your world and you will never see them again. Hey, let me tell you, there are certain moments and certain days where God looks at his people and he says, it's enough. They're coming out. It's enough. I'm setting them free. It's enough. They've had enough pain. It's enough. They'd have enough. They've had enough doctor's appointments. It's enough. They're maxed out on the medicine. It's enough. There's nothing else that can be done. I'm ready to do what nobody else can do. I've come under the unction of the Holy Ghost to tell somebody in this room that today is one of them days. That may not mean a lot to you, but there's somebody in this room, you've been needing one of these days for a long, long time. And that if that's you, you gotta meet, you gotta let your response meet the word of God here tonight. Tonight is one of them moments. Today is one of them days where pain has to cease. Today is one of them days where sickness has to disappear. I've come to tell you God is looking at some of the things that have bound you, have burdened you, and have tried to bury you, and he is ready to deliver you from ever having to deal with them again. I'm preaching that something has to go tonight. I'm preaching about a God who is ready to make cancer disappear. I'm preaching about a God who is ready to cause chronic pain to disappear. In an instant, I'm talking about the disappearing act of God. I'm preaching about a God who is ready to make the addiction that you have struggled with for so long to vanish in thin air. There's been people in this revival You've already been delivered from addictions. I believe it's the will of God that we see some more cigarettes on these altars. I believe it's the will of God that marijuana be put on these altars. I believe it's the will of God. We gonna have church tonight? I wanna tell you, I believe people can put their vaping pipes. I believe they can put their vaping 
vaping pipes on the altar and be delivered here tonight. What am I saying? I'm telling you there comes a time where God looks at his people and he says, all right now, they're coming out. They're going to be delivered. I'm preaching about when God steps on the scene. I know you got doctor's reports on the scene. I know you got bad reports on the scene. I know you got weariness on the scene. I know there's hopelessness on the scene. But I'm talking about when God steps on the scene. When God steps on the scene, hopelessness has to set down. When God steps on the scene, weariness has to set down. When God steps on the scene, oh, it don't matter what your bad report was. When God steps on the scene and he's ready to do the disappearing act, hold on, honey. There's not going to be another show. There's not going to be another repeat. When he does it this time, it's done. When the pain leaves your body, it's not coming back. When the cancer leaves your body, it's not coming back I wish somebody would pray in the Holy Ghost right now I feel a miracle in the room grab your neighbor by the hand and pray in the Holy Ghost right now I believe a miracle's walking down every aisle tonight I believe a miracle's going to every section. I believe it's on the floor. I believe it's in the mezzanine. I believe it's in the balcony. I feel victory in the room. Somebody ought to shout right now. Somebody lift your voice. I feel, hey, I want to tell you, there's something bubbling up on me right now. It's called faith. I got got faith in this room here tonight. I got faith to see every tumor disappear. I got faith. Maybe you're here and you got one deaf ear. Honey, I want to tell you, I've seen God open many deaf ears. I've got to tell you here tonight, I've got the faith to see the miracle. How was it? You know, my grandfather's here. People, if you don't know who my grandfather is, you understand later when you meet him that he's a crazy man. He'll say anything. He'll do anything. But you also understand he's a great man of faith. He's a great man of faith. And I remember one time me and him, we were selling Sugartown watermelons. I worked my way to youth camp every year. I worked my way to youth camp every year. I had to work my way to buy clothes every year. I worked several weeks. Somehow I made enough to get to youth camp, I don't know. Maybe we should talk about the, the pay scale again. I don't know. <laughs> but I remember one time specifically that, and I talked to him again about this today. I remember one time specifically that we were selling, we were out there selling watermelons in Jasper, Texas, and there was a Baptist pastor that pulled up. And uh, he had the watermelon that he had bought earlier in the day. It was cut and... There was a little bit of piece taken out of it. And he was bringing the watermelon back. Now, you got to understand, this was not the first watermelon that he had brought back. But it seemed every watermelon that he had purchased, he was going to bring back. And uh, so when he came this time, my grandfather said, we're not selling you another watermelon. We're giving you a watermelon. You see, that way, if, if, he, if you give something to somebody, they can't return it, right? That's how it was. Well, I remember this man had a big old cancer on his lip it's a huge cancer on his lip and i'll never forget he uh he said and at at that time i had i had been preaching a little bit but i really hadn't been preaching and uh i had felt the call but i was still really young and 
my, my grandfather said, well, my grandson's a Pentecostal preacher. And he said, oh, really? And we talked a little bit. And out of nowhere, my grandfather said, you know, I believe the Lord will heal that cancer on your lip. And the man looked at him and said, well, I don't have the faith. And my grandfather looked at him and said, you don't need the faith. I've got enough faith for you and me. He took his watermelon home. He went to sleep. He woke up the next morning and that cancer was laying in the bed next to him. God had healed his lip. I've come to tell you maybe you've just come scraping in, dragging in on a Sunday night and you say, I don't know if I have the faith to see the miracle. Honey, I want to tell you there's some people in this room that has enough faith for you. They have enough faith for you. Come on, grab somebody by the hand right now. You ought to pray in the Holy Ghost. I believe there's a disappearing act coming. I believe there's a disappearing act coming into this room tonight. Oh, you ought to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, lift your hands and say, God, increase my faith. Increase my faith, Lord. Brother Jenkins, I took him to a revival with me in Ilsley, Kentucky. The first five minutes of that revival, I thought I messed up. Because I'm on the platform. He's just sitting down there on second row or something. Music gets, gets to running. I look up. There's two pews of visitors on the back row. He's walking straight to them. I said, oh, goodness. We just started this revival. He's going to run every one of these visitors off. I'm just being honest. He's going to run every one of these visitors off. And then at the end of the revival, pastor's going to wonder why we didn't pray through anybody. Well, I brought my grandpa, and we did quite the opposite. Well, next thing I knew, it was one of them deals where I was, I was just kind of turning, acting like it wasn't happening. About five minutes later, I looked up and every single one of them visitors had received the Holy Ghost. I finally went back there. There was a woman... She looked, man, she was weak. You could tell she was weak. We laid hands on her. My grandfather, he began to pray. We didn't even know what her issue was. Later on, the year, later on in the year, I came back, and a man ran me down. He said, sir, is your grandfather here? I said, no, I don't take him to revivals anymore. <laughs> Not really. I said, no, he couldn't make the trip this time. The trip this time. He said, well, I want to let you know. Your, grand, uh, your grandfather, he laid hands on my wife. He said, my wife was in stage four cancer. We went back the next week. With the doctor is scratching his head. It has completely and totally dried up. She has a clean bill of health. There's nothing there. What am I telling you? I'm talking about the disappearing act here tonight when God reaches into somebody's life and pulls something out of their world when God reaches into their life and heals their body I was in Hugo, Oklahoma. As I was praying in the altar, there was a woman that was there. She, had, she was in so much pain. She was weeping, not under the power of God, but weeping because of the pain. She had been... She had been in a car wreck three years earlier, and she would tell me later that she had chronic pain in her ribs so bad. Any movement that she would make, it, she, it would feel like her ribs were breaking all over again. We laid hands on her. We began to pray in the Holy Ghost. She shouted all over the front of that building, and she said, for three years, I have suffered with pain. For three years, it's been pain pills and nothing else. 
else. But today God has took every ounce of pain out of my body. Hey, some of this, it may not impress you because you don't need a miracle. But there's somebody in this room, you've came up here on a Sunday night and you're out of options and you don't know what's next. And you're saying, God, I need a disappearing act in my world. I need it gone and to never come back again. I need it gone. I'm talking about lingering issues tonight. I prayed, and that, that phrase, lingering issues, it was going round and round in my spirit. I begin to talk to the Lord, lingering issues. Linger, what do you want to deal with tonight, God? Lingering issues. Linger, what am I talking about? I'm not talking about something. I'm not talking about something that's just new. I'm talking about something that some of you, you've learned to live with. You've learned to live with it. You've learned to live with it and try to not have any flare-ups of your current condition. I'm talking about lingering issues in your body. I'm talking about lingering issues in your families. Lingering issues oh, that nobody has answers for. And you're looking and all you know is that there's a Pharaoh behind you running as fast as you can. And you turn around in front of you and all you see is you don't have nowhere to go. There's just a Red Sea in front of you and you say God my death is chasing after me and I have no way out hey I've got to tell you oh it was Pharaoh who, who kept the children of Israel in bondage for over 400 years but that day God said the Egyptians who you have seen today you shall see them again no more forever you know what that tells me that tells me that our God is not intimidated or hindered by the tenure of your lingering issues. It can be an issue of blood for 12 years. He don't care. It can be 400 years of bondage. He don't care. It's just as easy for him to deal with it. 12 years, 400 years, it's all the same. The disappearing act acts on every issue. Oh, but just like God did that day, I come with a word for somebody tonight. God is getting ready to do it this day. God is getting ready to do it this day. This night, if you need God to do it in your world, lift your voice to him. That's what we need, brother, right there. Lift your hands to the Lord. I've come to serve notice on whatever's going on in your lives tonight. And I come to tell you that there's something leaving your body. There's something leaving your mind. And it's never coming back. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be made whole this night. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Come on, reach for it, Brother Blakely. Come on. God wants to do the disappearing act. Come on, Brother Blakely. Come on, Sister Blakely. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. There's nothing too hard. I can feel the wind beginning to blow. I believe this is the night that everything changes. Come on, let's all get out of our, our pews and respond to the Lord right now. Come on, God's wanting to do something special. I'm preaching about things disappearing tonight. I'm talking about things disappearing tonight. Come on, lay your hand on your neighbor and pray in the Holy Ghost with all you have.
faith in this room. What do you need God to remove out of your life? Preacher, you don't know the struggle that's in, been in my mind. It's time. Preacher, you don't know the weariness in my body. It's time. Preacher, you don't know the diagnosis of that doctor. It's time. Power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, some of you. You know this is your night. There's people in this room. You feel that faith rising up in you. You know it's your night. There's people in this room. You know there's something that's got a hold of you during this service tonight. I want to tell you what it is. It's the hand of the Lord saying, let me do what the doctor couldn't do. It's the hand of the Lord saying, let me do what the lawyer couldn't do. Let me do oh, what nobody else can do. In the name of Jesus. Listen to me for a moment. I got to read this. I read this and the Holy Ghost showed me what we were going to do during this altar call. The Bible says, Exodus 14, in verse 16, he said, But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thy hand over the sea. Let me put that in English for you. He said, lift your hands over your impossibility. <laughs> he said, there's some steps in front of you. You don't even know how you're going to get there. You don't. There's some things in front of you. You don't know how God's going to do it. All you can hear is footprint, uh, is the hooves and the chariot wheels of what's trying to kill you. Oh, but that thing that's in front of you, he said, I want you to stretch your hands. Watch this. He said, stretch out thy hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through oh God. he said that thing that you don't know how is going to happen you got to understand you're going through it if you go through it that means you're coming out on the other side i got a word for somebody here tonight what you knew was going to kill you, honey. Stretch your hands over it right now. Stretch your hands. Stretch. Oh, you were either going to die by what was chasing you or you were going to drown in what's in front of you. But stretch your hands. Stretch your I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to, with your imagination, see every struggle you're facing. See everything that's too hard. See every red sea that won't part. See every way that you don't know how it's gonna happen stretch your hands out stretch your hands out and I want you to pray God oh cause what's behind me to disappear and open up what is in front of me on this night lift your hands God now by the authority of your word by the power that is in the name of Jesus Asking you, God, do what I cannot do. Do what I cannot do. Let there be a disappearing act from heaven in this house tonight. In the name of Jesus, let it be done. Come on. If you don't need a miracle, find someone who does. If you don't need a miracle, find someone who does tonight.
miracle. What an opportunity it is to see God do something. Come on, step across the aisle. Get out from where you're at. Come on, some of you that are lingering in the front, why don't you step to the back and find somebody? Come on, why don't you go to the back and find somebody? Come on. Come on. I know we're having it up here at the front, but there's somebody back there that needs a breakthrough that maybe can't make it.